2: Now the trial of the NHS nurse Lucy Letby is
3: continuing at Manchester Crown Court.
2: She wept as she told the court that she was devastated at being accused of murdering
3: seven young babies and the attempted murder of ten others.
4: Asked by her defence lawyer if she'd done anything wrong, no, she replied.
3: She told the jury that she'd only ever done her best to care for the babies.
2: This is a podcast about one of the most anticipated criminal trials for years. It involves the most shocking of allegations, the alleged murders and attempted murders of tiny, premature babies at the hands of a neonatal nurse, whose very job it was to look after them. Lucy Letby is on trial at Manchester Crown Court,
1: accused of killing seven newborns and injuring ten more at the Countess of Chester
2: Hospital in Cheshire. The jury has now been sitting for seven months. Prosecutors have finished outlining their case and the court has begun hearing from the defence on why, they say, Lucy Letby is not guilty of the 22 charges that she faces.
1: I'm Liz Hull, Northern Correspondent for the Mail. I will be in court to report on the
2: case as it develops. And I'm Caroline Cheatham, a broadcast journalist. Every week, we'll examine what's happened and bring you the details behind the headlines. This is the trial of Lucy Letby.
1: The defence case is now well underway and Lucy Letby has spent two days in the witness box giving evidence. Regular listeners will know that the babies in this trial are not being named for legal reasons and the identities of their families are also being protected. So we're calling them babies A to Q.
2: Seven of the babies died, ten survived. Every one of these babies was or is someone's son or daughter and the mums, dads and families of every baby are present in court, listening to every detail of how their child was allegedly killed or harmed.
1: This podcast will go further than the headlines and news reports, but at times you might wonder why we aren't bringing you more detail.
2: That's because we can only tell you what the jury have heard, and that's to preserve the integrity of a fair trial.
1: So in this episode, we'll hear that Lucy Letby was stunned when baby A died, minutes after she came on shift.
2: We'll explain Lucy Letby's claims that she either wasn't in the room when babies collapsed, or she wasn't alone.
1: We'll bring you her explanation for carrying out Facebook searches for the parents of some of the babies in this case.
2: And we'll also tell you what she said when asked if she had committed murder. Welcome to episode 32, The Denials. So, Liz, it's worth explaining what happened in court last week, because we know that last Monday, Lucy Letby entered the witness box to start giving evidence in her defence. That was seven months after the start of this trial. And because we knew how important that moment was going to be, we published an extra episode, that was episode 31, on Wednesday last week. Since then, Lucy Letby has been in the witness box again.
1: Yes, she returned on Friday to give evidence for a second day. She was in the witness box all day and questioned by her barrister, Ben Myers KC, specifically about the allegations in relation to babies A, B, C, D, E and F. He's taking her methodically through the allegations against her. And remember there are 22 of them, 7 charges of murder and 15 of attempted murder against 17 babies. That's because she's accused of trying to murder some of the babies several
2: times. So what we'll do today is outline what Lucy Letby said about those allegations and why she says she isn't responsible. Now, Mr Myers began by taking her to the first allegation or count on the charge sheet, which is one of murder against baby A.
1: And just to remind you, baby A was a boy, a twin. He and his sister were born nine weeks prematurely in June 2015 because his mother had high blood pressure. She was considered a high risk pregnancy because she'd previously
2: had a stroke. Baby A weighed around 3 pounds 12 ounces, which is 1.6 kilograms. He was classed as an intensive care baby and was being treated in nursery one. But very soon after he was born, he was breathing on his own and the doctors and nurses considered him to be stable.
1: The prosecution alleged that around 35 minutes after Lucy Letby came on duty for her night shift at around half past seven on June the 8th, she murdered Baby A. They say she injected air into a drip of fluids
2: causing him to collapse and die just before 9pm. But Lucy Letby told the jury that she wasn't even supposed to be working that night. She explained that she'd got a text that morning from another nurse on the unit who asked her to change shifts and to come in. She said
1: this wasn't unusual and she always tried to be flexible. She said she didn't have any other commitments apart from work and at the time was living in nurses' accommodation in the hospital grounds, so she agreed to
2: come in. Now, it's the prosecution case that Lucy Letby was alone in Nursery 1 when she murdered Baby A. But in her evidence, Lucy Letby told the court that just before Baby A collapsed, the nursery was actually busy.
1: She said even though it was a night shift, the lights were up because Nurse Melanie Taylor was starting to set up the fluids for Baby A, who needed them urgently.
2: Also in Nursery 1 was Dr David Harkness and a second nurse, Caroline Bennion. They were carrying out a procedure on baby A's twin sister, baby B, in the adjacent cot. Lucy Letby said she was helping Nurse Taylor to set up the fluids for baby A. Afterwards,
1: Nurse Taylor went to write up her notes on the computer. And at this point, Dr Hartness and Nurse Bennion were still in the nursery when Lucy Letby said she first noticed something was
4: wrong with baby A. And Mr Myers asked her about this.
3: When did you notice things were not right?
4: I noticed Baby A to be jittery on my observations. Jittery is an abnormal finding.
3: What does jittery mean?
4: It's like an involuntary jerking of the limbs.
3: Can you recall how pronounced that was?
4: It was noticeable when I was doing my equipment checks. He was noticeably
2: jittery. She went on to explain that Baby A's monitor then went off and there was an obvious change in his colour. Now, you might remember from episode 3, that the prosecution say Baby A had an unusual rash when he collapsed. He was red and mottled, and doctors had been confused by the rash. But Lucy Letby told Mr Myers the change in Baby A's colour was different. Was there
3: anything about Baby A when you went to him?
4: The most obvious thing was that his hands and feet were white.
3: Can you explain what happened?
4: I went over to Baby A, and he wasn't breathing, so we started to neopuff him. She also said her notes from the time indicated his tummy was pale.
3: Do you recall how his breathing was?
4: He was apnaic. Meaning? He was not breathing at that point.
3: Can you describe what happened next?
4: Once I noticed he was apneic, I began the usual procedure of neopuffing him. We lost his heart rate and a crash call was put out.
3: Do you recall how you were feeling?
4: It was a huge unexpected shock. We just walked through the door of a shift, and this was happening.
3: We know, sadly, the resuscitation was not successful. Whose role was it to assist the parents?
4: It was mine as allocated nurse. I recall doing hand and footprints.
3: Do you recall if there was a memory box? Yes. Who did that?
4: Myself. I started it.
1: Mr Myers asked his client if what happened had a lasting impact. You never
4: forget stuff like that.
1: Then she was asked how she felt after the death of Baby
4: A. Stunned. It was a complete shock to all of us.
3: It's being alleged, of course, that you did this. Did you? No. What's it like to have that allegation made?
4: It's awful. You can see that I wasn't even supposed to be working that night. It was such a shock to walk into that situation.
2: So Mr Myers next questioned Lucy Letby, about Baby A's twin sister, Baby B. Like him, she was born nine weeks early, weighing three pounds and 11 ounces. Lucy Letby is accused of attempting to murder her on a shift the night after her brother died.
1: And baby B was actually born in a worse condition than her brother. She was blue and floppy and needed resuscitating at birth, so she was quite poorly. She was placed on a ventilator, but at times she was able to breathe for herself. She was cared for in an incubator next to her brother in nursery one.
2: Now, on the night shift of June the 9th into June the 10th, Lucy Letby was not Baby B's designated nurse. Instead, she was caring for two babies in Nursery 3. But the prosecution alleged that she used the same technique she'd used the night before on Baby A to try to kill his sister. Just after midnight, while helping Baby B's
1: designated nurse to set up a bag of intravenous feed for her, Lucy Letby allegedly injected air into Baby B's bloodstream causing her monitor to sound when she collapsed 25 minutes later, at half-past twelve. But giving her evidence, Lucy Letby told Mr Myers she couldn't remember very much about the moment Baby B collapsed, because she wasn't
4: caring for her.
3: Do you recall events leading up to Baby B's deterioration?
4: Not with any clarity, no.
2: She admitted that she was probably in Nursery One at the time, because she was helping the designated nurse, who we can't name for legal reasons and she went on to explain that a lot of tasks required two people and it was common practice for nurses to help each other.
1: The jury have previously heard from Baby B's designated nurse that Lucy Letby alerted her when she stopped breathing. But Lucy Letby
3: told the court she thought it was the other way round. What's the first thing you remember about what happened with Baby B that night?
4: I know there was a desaturation at some point. She became quite mottled and dark, all over her body from memory. It was like general mottling of a baby. Baby A was pale. He was white. Baby B had some colour. It was a purple mottling colour.
2: She said she was asked to get the unit camera from the manager's office to take a photograph of this colour change, which the prosecution allege was caused by air being injected into baby B's bloodstream. But when she got back, the baby'd stabilised, so there was nothing to photograph, she
1: said. Baby B went on to recover, and she was discharged from the unit. Lucy Letby denies harming her.
2: So the next allegation Mr Myers asked Lucy Letby about was another of murder, which relates to the third alleged victim in the case, Baby C. Now you might remember that he was tiny. He weighed less than two pounds when he was born by Caesarean section ten weeks early in June 2015. The nurse looking after Baby C described him as the smallest baby that she'd ever seen.
1: There'd been problems with his mother's pregnancy, which meant blood flow to the placenta was abnormal, so he was only half the size he should have been. Doctors became worried he might be stillborn, so despite his
2: size, he was delivered early at 30 weeks. He was immediately placed in nursery one, but jurors have heard evidence that he was a feisty little baby, and although small, weighing less than a bag of sugar, he was doing well. That's right, although he had a few
1: problems with his breathing and was being treated for pneumonia, doctors thought he was getting better. In fact, he was considered stable enough for his breathing support to be reduced and for them to start feeding him.
2: But on the evening of June 13th, 2015, just minutes after his first feed at 11 o'clock that night, he suddenly collapsed. It's the prosecution case that Lucy let injected air into a tube delivering that feed into his tummy causing his tummy to balloon and to crush his lungs. He died several hours later in the early hours of the following day. And just to remind you, this was four nights after the collapse of baby B and five after the death of baby A. So that's three serious incidents in the space of a week on the unit.
1: It's the prosecution case that Lucy Letby was frustrated on this shift because she'd been allocated a baby in nursery three to look after. The jury have previously heard that Lucy Letby preferred looking after the sickest babies on the unit in Nurseries 1 and 2. They were shown text messages Lucy Letby sent to a colleague while on that shift, explaining that she wanted to throw herself back into Nursery 1 following the death of Baby A a few days earlier. She said she'd been taught during her placement at Liverpool Women's Hospital that this was the best way to cope and she was annoyed because the shift leader had put her in Nursery 3 instead. And Mr Myers asked her about these text messages.
3: What are you getting at? What do you mean?
4: That I wanted to get back into the unit and back into looking after babies.
3: Why did you want to get back in?
4: That's what I was taught at Liverpool Women's Hospital. When babies pass away, the way to overcome that is to get straight back into the environment and carry on.
3: Had you been knocked a bit by what happened? Yes. Is there anything in those texts that would make you want to attack a child?
4: Not at all, no.
3: You talk about how you learned at Liverpool Women's Hospital how you deal with the loss of a baby. Is that something you wanted to happen?
4: Not at all, no.
3: Why are you talking about the support you needed and the way to deal with it? Why was that coming up?
4: Because of what happened to baby A.
3: Was that something you wanted to happen again? No. Do those messages have anything to do with baby C?
4: No, not at
2: all.
3: She told the court that she had little recollection of events leading up to the resuscitation
2: of baby C, who she said collapsed shortly after his feed. She said she was relying on the medical notes and it was difficult to remember because it was so long ago and she looked after hundreds of babies in her time as a nurse.
1: Mr Myers said medical charts from the time showed that she was doing observations and feeding the two other babies she was looking after in Nursery 3 around 11pm.
2: Now, at this point, there was a small pause in the proceedings in Court 7 when Lucy Letby stopped partway through an answer when she appeared to be quite startled by a noise in the courtroom.
1: Mr Myers noticed that she'd been distracted and asked whether she was able to continue. Yeah, I'm very easily distracted, she said. Mr Myers asked her if she'd always been like that, to which she replied, no. Previously, the jury have been told that Lucy Letby is easily startled by unexpected noises as a result of post-traumatic stress, which she claims was caused by her arrest.
2: So after this short pause in proceedings, Mr Myers asked her to stay focused, and he got back to taking her through the allegations. And he asked her what she remembered about the run-up to Baby C's collapse.
1: Sophie Ellis, who was Baby C's designated nurse, told jurors when she gave evidence for the prosecution that she twice popped away from his cot side briefly, just before he collapsed, and both times she returned to find Lucy Letby beside his incubator. She told the court she remembered Lucy Letby saying to her that his heart rate and sats had dropped.
2: But Lucy Letby denied being in Nursery One. She said Nurse Ellis called her to help only after Baby C collapsed. Here's Mr Myers again.
3: Do you recall who called you to help?
4: I believe it was Sophie Ellis.
3: Once you were called to help, what happened next?
4: I do not have a lot of independent memory but I believe I asked Sophie to put out a crash call and Mel Taylor was with Baby C. Mel was in nursery when I arrived.
3: Nurse Sophie Ellis says you said he just dropped his heart rate and sat. Do you recall saying anything like that to Sophie Ellis? No. Do you have any recollection of being in nursery one prior to the alarm sounding?
2: No. She told the jury she remembered helping with the unsuccessful resuscitation attempts of Baby C but she couldn't recall having any contact with his parents afterwards. But you might remember that Baby C's
1: father claimed in his evidence that Lucy Letby had made an inappropriate statement while he and his wife were cuddling their son in a private room before he passed away. He said a nurse he thought may have been Lucy Letby came in with a ventilated basket and said, You've said your goodbyes. Do you want me to put him in here? Baby C's dad said the comment shocked them because their son was still alive. The nurse backed off and tried to defuse the situation, he said, but I couldn't believe she'd said that.
2: Lucy Letby said she may have had contact with his parents, but she couldn't remember.
1: Mr Myers also asked her why she searched Facebook for baby C's mother about ten hours after his death. She told the court,
4: Because the family were very much on my mind. The first time I had met the parents was during the resuscitation of their son.
3: Why were they on your mind?
4: Because when you get home from work, you don't forget about babies you cared for and what happened.
3: How do you feel about what they have been through?
4: What the parents have been through. It's unimaginable.
2: Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot... We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30
3: a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch.
0: $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com.
2: So after a break for lunch, Mr Myers moved on to baby D. Now, just to remind you, she's the only baby in this case who was not born prematurely. And we covered her case in episode 6. She weighed a healthy 6 pounds 14 ounces when she was born. And she was actually only in the neonatal unit because the hospital made a mistake. The court has heard that doctors failed to give her mother antibiotics when her waters broke and Baby D was born around 60 hours later with pneumonia.
1: She died in the early hours of June the 22nd. The prosecution say Lucy Letby murdered her by injecting air into her bloodstream. And you may remember Baby D's mother gave evidence to the court in person. She told the jury that when she first went to visit her daughter in Nursery One at around 7pm on June the 21st, She saw Lucy Letby hovering around her cot in Nursery One, but not doing much.
2: It's worth pointing out here that Lucy Letby wasn't Baby D's designated nurse that night, but she was looking after other babies in the same intensive care room.
1: And Baby D's mother told the court that when she went to see her daughter, Lucy Letby made her feel uncomfortable.
2: So Mr Myers asked Lucy Letby what she remembered about this.
1: Yes, and she told the jury she didn't usually get to the hospital for a night shift until after 7pm and she claimed she had no recollection of seeing Baby E's mum or having any conversation with her.
2: At that time, Lucy Letby was still living on the hospital grounds in nurses' accommodation and Mr Myers showed the court a text message that she'd sent to a friend who she lived with at 7.15pm that night in which she said she was just about to leave for a night shift.
1: He also highlighted swipe data from the doors to the neonatal unit, which suggested she did not arrive until 7.26pm.
2: And in the early hours of the morning, she collapsed three times, just after 1.30am, at 3am and finally at 3.45am, when she sadly could not be saved. Mr Myers asked Lucy Letby about nursing notes, which showed that at various times on that shift, she'd helped Caroline Oakley, the nurse looking after Baby D to give her medicine. In particular, he asked her about setting up a fluid drip with Nurse Oakley at around 3.20 in the morning.
1: Lucy Letby acknowledged it was her signature on the nursing charts, but she said she had no recollection of assisting Nurse Oakley, nor could she remember calling Dr Emily Thomas for help when Baby D collapsed, which is what Dr Thomas told the jury when she was called to give evidence. (laughs)
2: During the final session on Friday, Mr Myers turned the jury's attention to identical twin boys, babies E and F. We've explained what the prosecution said happened to them in episodes seven and eight of the podcast. Just to recap, Lucy is accused of assaulting baby E by ramming a piece of medical equipment down his throat, causing him to bleed and then injecting air into his bloodstream to kill him in the early hours of August the 4th. She then allegedly tried to murder his brother, baby F, less than 27 hours later by poisoning him with insulin. The jury was
1: reminded that the brothers were born 10 weeks early because of complications with their mother's pregnancy. They shared a placenta, which meant they were growing at different rates and their mother had planned to give birth at Liverpool Women's Hospital, but on the day they needed to be delivered, the hospital was full, so instead they were born at the Countess. Baby E weighed just under three pounds when he was born by caesarean section, a minute before his brother, who was slightly heavier. They were immediately transferred to the neonatal unit and placed in cots next to each other in the intensive care nursery.
2: You might remember that the twins' mother gave dramatic evidence in court about going to visit her sons at 9pm on the evening of August the 3rd, a few days after they were born. She told the jury that when she got to the nursery, baby E was screaming. he had blood all around his mouth.
1: We played you this clip in episode 7. It starts with his mum. Prosecutor Nick Johnson is asking the questions.
5: I could hear my son crying and it was like nothing I had heard before. I walked over to the incubator to see blood coming out of his mouth and I panicked. I was panicking because I felt like there was something wrong.
6: Was Lucy Letby near your son when you walked in?
5: No, there was a workstation and she was at the workstation.
6: Just describe what you could hear.
5: I could hear crying.
6: What sort of crying?
5: It was a sound that should not have come from a tiny baby. It was horrendous. It was more of a scream than a cry.
6: How long before you walked into the room could you hear that?
5: I could hear it in the little corridor.
6: What was Lucy Letby doing as you walked in, hearing what you could hear?
5: She was busy doing something, but she wasn't near my son. What did you do? I immediately went to him. When the boys were born, we were told to use a technique of putting our hand on the baby's head and tummy to make them feel like they were still in the tummy, to make them feel calm and comforted. I tried doing that, but it didn't work.
6: Did you ask Lucy Letby about what it was you could see?
5: I asked why he was bleeding and what was wrong.
6: Did she give you a response? What did she say?
5: She said the feeding tube from the back of his throat would be rubbing and that would have caused the blood.
6: Did you accept that explanation? Yes. Were you concerned about that explanation? Yes. Did Lucy Letby say anything else to you?
2: She told me to go back to the ward. So Mr Myers asked Lucy Letby about this and she disputed Baby E's mum's version
3: of events. Was he screaming at that time?
4: No, he was unsettled at some points, but he was not screaming.
3: Did he have blood around his mouth when his mum came down?
4: Not from my recollection, no.
3: Do you recall any conversation about a tube irritating his throat? No. Did you or anybody send her away, told her to go?
4: No, that's not something we would do on the unit. Parents are welcome 24-7.
1: The court heard that baby E's mother timed her visit at 9pm, and the jury have heard about a worried phone call she made immediately afterwards to her husband, which according to phone records she made at 11 minutes past 9.
2: But Lucy Letby suggested she was mistaken. She insisted his mum had visited an hour later at 10pm, which is what she'd written in the nursing notes. And in those notes, she explained how baby E began to decline after 11.40pm when blood started to come out of the feeding tube in his nose.
1: Mr Myers asked her what she thought was going on at that time, and she said,
4: So his stomach was becoming more and more distended. There was a red horizontal banding across his abdomen. I wondered if he was bleeding into his abdomen.
1: Mr Myers also asked Lucy Letby about what happened when he collapsed and stopped breathing, just after half past twelve.
2: At this point, Lucy Letby began to cry. She dabbed her eyes with a tissue as she described how CPR was started, but Baby E started bleeding even more. And we should say this
3: next exchange is distressing. As events moved on, did Baby E bleed any more than that?
4: Yes, he was bleeding from his mouth and nose.
3: Did you assist during resuscitation? Yes. Were his parents there? Yes. Was this something you wanted to happen? No. Had you done something to make this happen? No. How did you feel about what had happened?
4: I found his death very traumatic. I had never seen a baby bleed in that way before.
2: Lucy let me continue to be upset as she told the court how she bathed baby E after his death as part of the routine bereavement care given to families on the unit once a baby had passed away. She also said she helped to take Hand and Footprints. She dressed him
1: and took photographs of both twins at their parents' request.
2: Mr Myers then started questioning Lucy Letby about Baby E's twin brother, Baby F, who the prosecution say she poisoned with insulin around 27 hours later. He
1: reminded the jury that Baby F had persistently low blood sugar from the early hours of August the 5th until 7pm
2: and that a blood sample taken just before 6pm that day, which was sent to a specialist lab in Liverpool for analysis, showed he had very high levels of insulin in his blood.
1: Lucy Letby is accused of putting the drug into bags of nutrients being fed to Baby F via a drip, but she told Mr Myers that she didn't really remember her shift on August 5th. The barrister asked her whether she'd tampered with Baby F's
3: care. Did you administer insulin to Baby F? No. Did you interfere with any of the bags so that could happen?
4: No, I did not.
3: If he did receive insulin, he should not have received. Does that have anything to do with you?
2: No, it doesn't. Mr Myers pointed out that Lucy Letby continued to care for baby F on other shifts before he was transferred to a hospital closer to his parents' home, eight days later, on August the 13th. Here's Mr Myers again.
3: How did you want him to be?
4: I wanted him to be well.
3: Did you want to care for him? Yes. Did you want to hurt him? No. Did you do anything, to put it delicately, to try to finish off something you had started? No. Did you do anything in that period to hurt baby F? No. Would you have wanted that? No. What was your aim?
4: To care for him, to get him ready to go home.
2: Right, that's it for episode 32. Lucy Letby's back in court giving evidence this week and we'll be back next week to tell you what she says about the allegations relating to the other baby she's accused of murdering or harming. Babies G to Q. I'll
1: be in court as usual to listen to the evidence and you can read my reports in the mail and on MailPlus.
2: You can give us a rating and share the podcast and you can also follow us on Twitter at Lucy Letby Trial or send us an email at thetrialoflucyleby at gmail.com.